0: Williams debuts their golf livery Is Checo in the hot seat because the honey badger has clawed his way back into F1. Kind of. This is Into the Chicane of Formula One podcast. Before we get started, I want to remind you guys to please subscribe to the YouTube, follow us on Instagram, check us out on Twitter, TikTok, all that shit. Like, subscribe, rate, review. We are your hosts. I'm Channing Apodaca. The man across the screen is...
1: Brandon Wood. How's it going? It's going good. How you doing? good man it's it's officially summer very hot here in los angeles uh had a little off week no racing so uh really looking forward to this weekend there's been a lot happening so a lot to look forward to
0: it's been absolutely scorching out here we could go for some of that rain that they've been having at every single grand prix for the last five races yeah um we did have a did you watch any indycar the toronto grand prix
1: no, no, I, I missed that, but uh I heard it was a pretty good one.
0: Yeah, I think that's one of their street courses, so that was uh I I, I heard it was a good race. I didn't uh see the whole thing. I caught some of the highlights, but uh I think Alex Pelot's streak was broken was all I heard.
1: Uh yeah, but he still finished like P2, I think, with like a f- broken front wing. Oh, no way. Yeah.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, he's crashing right he- now.
1: Uh sorry. Do you hear that banging?
0: Yeah, what going is going on in
1: the background? Yeah. Yeah. So they've been doing like construction here in our apartment. Like, da- they were doing like the stairs down there, like uh-huh. at, the, at the end. And they were eventually going to get to our stairs. And they just decided to do it right apparently, now. They j- decided to just start <laughs> exactly right now. So, um, and I will make do. Forgive me if you guys hear uh, some banging going on in the background.
0: I spent uh, the first like three or four years in this apartment with constant construction on all sides of us, so I'm used to it at this point. There was one point where they redid the pool in our lobby, and we have one of those, you know, our apartments around yeah. the pool, and they dug up the pool with a jackhammer twice. Not once, but twice. One of them, they started at like five in the afternoon, like just before, you know, everybody's getting off work, want their downtime, and they're jackhammering right side of everybody's window, so... We're used yeah, to when the they
1: st- when they started down on the other side, uh, they started on Friday. So they tore up all the stairs, the bottom half of the stairs, to the point where you couldn't walk on them. And then they left for the weekend.
0: Did they? Oh no way!
1: Yeah, so they like the neighbors all the would... way down at the end were uh, struggling a little bit, but
0: dude, they landlords in L.A. don't give a shit about anything. They really yeah, don't. It's... Like they're just like, just be fucking glad that you're here and you're not in Dayton, yeah. Ohio. Um, do they God. give you guys any sort of warning before they were going to do it?
1: No, none at all. Yeah, they, they just, just start started doing it. doing it. I mean, yeah, it's frustrating. So. We got it bad. I Everybody's on strike. Maybe. The
0: landlords don't care about us. It's bad.
1: I know. Uh, let's so, get into I, all, all the news of the week. What do you got for us? So uh, quite a bit happening. Um, this is not official yet. Was there, but, was uh, there any big the stories? We're broke that FIA is expected to accept <laughs> Two new teams for 2026. Uh, The word is uh, Andretti and and High Tech. So, is it
0: High Tech who's coming
1: up from F2, right? Yeah, High Tech uh, Grand Prix team, which is they've got an F2 and F3 team amongst other series. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, but um, but yeah, so it makes sense kind of where that relationship comes into play. Um, But yeah, also Andretti. So uh, I like the Andretti.
0: Uh and I like that they're going to make it 12 teams instead of 11. I like the even number so that the grid is lined
1: up evenly. Yeah, that makes more sense to me. Yeah.
0: I didn't like the idea of 11. 24 is a lot of cars to have on the grid. I think they're if they're going to do that, they might have to expand the point system. You know? Do a new breakdown yeah. or just cuz Yeah, I'm you can't have more than more than half the field not in the points.
1: Yeah, it's already tough as it is uh, being that only top 10 team or finishers get uh, points. So it would make sense to expand that a little bit, maybe top 12, something like that. But Yeah. Uh,
0: you think there's a chance say. that any teams leave? Could you see, you think Haas?
1: Haas because uh, I don't know. They're I mean, signed on through 2026, It would take a right? lot for them to be forced to not finish, or to to not compete in the series anymore just because of the value of yeah, being able to hold one of those seats, you know? So,
0: yeah. And they're, you know, they're kind of on the up and up right now. So,
1: yeah, I dig so, it though. Um, it,
0: there's so many young drivers that haven't had the opportunity to get an F1 spot because of either paid drivers or, you know, big name drivers like Mick Schumacher wanting to get in. Um, obviously fucking, older drivers coming back like Nico Hulkenberg, Kevin Magnuson. Now we have Daniel Ricciardo making his way back, which we're going to get to. Um, but this is a good opportunity to get a lot of, you know, the Callum Ilots of the world. The uh, Who else? Name them. Alex Palou. who were we just talking about? Who, you know, he wants to take a spot. Colton Herta in IndyCar. Uh, Nick DeVries probably should have gotten a shot sooner than he did and, and gotten his feet a little bit more wet. Who else? Uh,
1: yeah. yeah, no, this is great. I, uh... The, the more the merrier, I think. Yeah. So
0: it's a good thing. I think overall, uh, the FIA just has to approve whether or not that they, they add value or whatever. And who was it? There was one team that said that they are with it. I don't remember which team it was.
1: I know Gunter Steiner wasn't very happy about he was the opposed. idea of expanding because he's already, they're already struggling for, yeah. uh, for earnings and stuff. Yeah. So, uh, the the more teams to fight for what they're already fighting for uh, he he's not into but if they expand the purse a little bit and provide opportunities for uh, for more points and stuff I think it, it could work out for everybody
0: yeah it could be a good thing I'm down with it I I just I like the idea of more drivers <clears throat> getting more names getting more seats maybe we'll see Brad Pitt's team on there um, what
1: else so uh, former driver uh from williams team uh, nicholas latifi announced that he's gonna be uh hanging up his race and boots and going to pursue a mba at london business school
0: oh no we're never gonna see go in a car again
1: dang yeah so uh, i'm sure all the the latifi fans out there are uh, weeping over this um I was very curious what was going to become of him after, you know, the way he went out last year. But, it, you know, I'm not super surprised by this, but, you know, at the same time, kind of happy for him, you know, on to bigger and better things, I, I hope. Uh,
0: uh, no offense to Nicholas Latifi, but that's a... I that, mean, you sent that to me on a text. It's, it's a big who cares for me. I never expected him, you know, outside of maybe getting a shot in, like, DTM. There's no way he could be a rally car driver because that's putting way too much power into his hands to be reckless. I don't see any other racing series. He doesn't get an IndyCar drive. Maybe Super Formula just because the fandom of racing, I could see him potentially having gone there, but great. Nikki, go back to school use your family's money and go buy a degree. You bought a seat already. go buy yourself a piece of paper.
1: Yeah, it's tough. You know, you, you, spend so much, uh, of your life, uh, trying to be the best, uh, race car driver and, uh, for it to, that he could be, they, well, I mean, you know, everyone's trying to be uh sure, something, right? So, hundred percent. Whether or not you can achieve that is is another thing. But you know, it's it's difficult to, to spend so much of your life pursuing one thing yeah. and then to for it to not kind of pan out the way you want it to and have to pivot is hundred percent. I mean, you got to give
0: him credit for tough. you know for pointing his life in a new direction. That's good. Uh I, I don't mean to hate on the dude so much. It's just. It was funny, like his whole plight in F one, his entire what two or three year career that he had there. Um, it speaks for itself. I don't know. I thought that was funny though the tweet that he put out the uh, you know the whole message of his official retirement, the way it was just yeah. on like a plain PDF. <laughs> I don't know why that was so yeah. funny to me. It was just like a a Windows doc exported. Yeah, there was no flair to it. There was no ledger. It was just yeah. like it was like the most plain aerial black font that it could be. It was just funny to me.
1: It's a business font.
0: Yeah, it was, it was very businessy.
1: Yeah. So, um, another news, we also, uh, there's rumblings that three teams breached the cost cap in 2022. So we may see some penalties, uh, being dished out here, uh, in a little bit, um, what's there the over under that Red Bull was one were. of those three teams? Sorry, what would you say?
0: What's the over under that Red Bull was one of those three teams?
1: I was going to say if if you could guess which three would would they be? I would guess Aston Martin,
0: just because of the overhaul that they've done there. I I second that. I would. I mean, I think the easy answer is Red Bull, but you'd have to sure. you'd have to think that they're yeah. dotting their eyes, crossing their cues, or whatever however the alphabet works. But they also didn't pay that big of a penalty, so maybe Red Bull. I could see. Yeah. Uh, I could see Mercedes being one of them. Same, uh, because they gonna, did a lot of work and just out of spite to say, well, if they can do it, we can too.
1: That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. Like Mercedes would totally <laughs> say, "Oh, well, it's you know, it's worth the fine to go and spend that extra money to try yeah. to." Uh, you know, do get that extra wing that yeah, they're looking for or something. Do the
0: exact same thing. And then I could also see McLaren uh being part of that because they did a pretty big overhaul. They said before, you know, they weren't focusing on the their car for the first half of this year and they were putting a lot of effort into kind of this new package that they've put together these past few weeks. So maybe and they also have they have the money to pay the fine. But I think that if fines come out that this second the second coming of fines is going to be a lot bigger than the one that Red Bull had to incur. You have to think that the FIA wasn't going to fuck around if people were doing this again.
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely if Red Bull uh, is found to be, have been in breach again, I I would assume that their penalty would be much harsher this time. For the other teams, I don't know. You know, they may complain, say, oh, well, you know, we've only made this one mis- I mean, it's definitely going to be based off of how egregious the uh, the breach is. you know I think that's going to be the big determining factor rather yeah. than just them trying to punish teams for doing something that they should already know that they're not supposed to,
0: yeah. I mean the last time you know when Red Bull did it, that was the first time it had happened. That was the first time that they'd set the cost cap. And so I think it was a little slap on the wrist, but if they really want to stop teams from doing it and they've got three teams who may have done it, then they're going to have to ha- hand out a hefty fine that really tells teams, don't fucking do this. They've got to make it an incentive to not do it as opposed to the opposite.
1: Did exactly. You? So, uh, looking forward to Hungary. Um... Yeah, before we start talking
0: about any of that news, did you see the w- new Williams golf livery? I mentioned uh, it up top.
1: Uh, no, I did not.
0: No. Oh, shit. Go to uh, just go to the Williams uh, Racing Instagram. So they did uh, a golf livery for uh, who is their new title sponsor. They did one. Um, they're going to be debuting, uh, I think, three times, two times. Oh, I thought they were going to be showcasing this in Hungary this weekend. Maybe not.
1: Oh, wow. It says okay.
0: here that they're going to be doing it uh, at Singapore and Japan only. I thought they were going to be debuting it this weekend as well. Either way, um, classic golf livery, white and orange, which I think we said the same thing about the McLaren golf. Uh, how many times did they do that? Once or twice.
1: I like this baby blue. It's like an it's a cool, where, little change.
0: What baby blue?
1: On the this this uh, Williams golf livery is that baby baby blue blue or is that white?
0: That's white. Is it white? That's white, and I mean it might have a little bit of a a blue hue to it. No, I'm
1: pretty sure this is like blue.
0: I thought it was off white, and then there's like some shadows that might have like a blue tint to it. No, it's I like blue. It. Yeah, either way, I dig it. Uh, I normally don't like blue. Like, I've been pushing for Williams yeah. to get rid of the blue for a while. Um, or at least, like, go back to a predominantly white car. But the orange striping looks sick. White and, blue, white and orange is just such a dope look with, you know, the predominant black, and then you got the, the Duracell battery. Either way, all that to say, it's a fucking dope livery. I think any team that has the golf sponsorship should always just go with that. Does the McLaren look better? This looks better than their regular car. I love it. Love it.
1: Um, Yeah, so looking forward to Hungary. Mm -hmm. Um, It's going to be the first race. Daniel Ricciardo in his Alphatari seat. Um, What do you think uh, we should expect
0: so that's obviously the big news story of the week. It's, it's probably going to be the biggest news story of the F1 season. And we're going to try and keep this a short podcast. So maybe we'll have to deep dive into the entire Daniel Ricardo transaction some other time or post race, but
1: yeah, I have a lot of questions about it.
0: Yeah, we did. Our, I did a, a quick pit uh, earlier this week. So if you haven't seen that, check it out. Um, a lot of rumors swirling around about what happened with it. Uh, did you hear what, um, Christian Horner came out and said about you know the way things happen when they decided to dump Nick DeVries and and do all that how the conversation yeah. went down, the phone call with yeah Marco. Def-
1: yeah and I and and the like leading uh I guess story from that was that it would all came down to like the tire test Yeah. You know, and it was like within the first like 10 minutes of the tire test, they had the decision made. Yeah. Apparently it made the call.
0: It was after one specific lap that they were just like, look at that, that time. There we go. Let's make this call. I think it's almost, it's an incomparable. You know, he was testing the tires in the RB19. He wasn't testing in the Alpha Tauri. He's testing in one of the fastest F1 cars ever made. And he put up. Competitive times with, you know, probably at least Checo and probably blew both Alpha Tauris out of the water. Uh, it, like I said in the quick bit, it's shitty for Nick DeVries, but it, it kind of, the writing was on the wall. I think they didn't want him in there, anyways. It, it, I think they used it as a little bit of an excuse to get him out, you know?
1: Yeah. I, I, I believe that the decision was pretty much already made before that. Entire test happened yeah. it was just came down to ricardo you know just looking competent mm-hmm. in those first couple laps and and for them to be able to like safely make the call but i feel like yeah him putting in uh, a fast lap and them all being wowed is not really yeah i feel like any competent story, driver you know? can get
0: in that car especially when he's done enough simulations and probably was well enough adjusted to the spec of the car and and how it was going to feel, I feel like a good enough driver could have done it. You know, Nico Hulkenberg probably could have beat his time, Ricardo's time. Any any competent driver probably could have, and this is all speculation. But, yeah, I think F1 as a whole is going to be really happy. Netflix's drive to survive is going to go ape shit over this episode. You better believe they were probably... Filming Red Bull or Alpha Tauri that weekend, they're gonna have a yeah, feel I mean, with that one,
1: it's obvious that Formula One as an organization is ecstatic yeah. that this is happening. They, he's one of they the they faces of happier. the organization. There's they,
0: been, he's a media been, darling.
1: Yeah, and there's been nonstop posts about Daniel Ricciardo since last Tuesday. <laughs> Yeah, almost they every had the single test. post
0: from F1 or from Alpha and Red Bull as a whole has been nothing but Daniel Ricciardo. And the way that they sent Nick DeVries off was just kind of fucked. They didn't really even sad. do like a, a departure from, you know, Nick DeVries. All it was was a short, short snippet from Franz Toss saying that we thank Nick for his time with the team, but we can't be more excited to have Daniel Ricciardo back in the family.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a rough go for Nick, and, you know, I, I hope he lands on his feet. I, th- I think he will. I think um, he's
0: going to find himself, uh, if not in an IndyCar drive, just to get something brand new. You know, like, maybe by next year, the year after that, I would like to see him in IndyCar or Super Formula. If not, he'll definitely have a seat back in Formula E. I, I think he's too good for that series, but uh it's a definite and you know what formula e's kind of on the up and up so maybe he'll be on the forefront of something something nice but uh that's a big we shall see but he deserves better
1: yeah so with all that being said do you where do you see daniel uh uh squaring up this weekend
0: i think I, I, there's a chance i wouldn't say that i think it's going to happen but i think there's a chance that maybe he'll outpoint yuki Just because Yuki's been struggling to begin with, this is going to be a tricky track. It's going to be a qualifying track. You know, it's kind of Monaco East in Hungary. It's a very tight track. Not a whole lot of overtaking options. The way that you qualify is typically the way that you're going to finish your race. So it's going to come down to Saturday. It's going to be a big, big thing. So I I don't know. I can also see Daniel Ricciardo completely... Fucking up like it's he's going to get in that AlphaTauri and it's going to be a shit show. If he couldn't drive the McLaren last year, he's going to have a really tough time driving this car. Where do you think he's yeah. going to
1: end up? I feel like he's. Going to be. Probably around the place where Nick would be, right? Yeah. Where it's he's not necessarily going to be at the very back of the grid, but he's going to be somewhere 15 to 20. Yeah, honestly, like I feel like he's going to be struggling right off the gate. Like he hasn't had a whole lot of time, mm-hmm. uh, on in this car specifically, and there's a lot of issues with this car. So it's going to, I think, it's going to take him a little bit of time to get it figured out. So he may not be like, you know. 30 seconds off the back of the whole field, but I feel like he's definitely going to be struggling to get up or anywhere near where the points threshold is. Yeah, I'd
0: say if there's one advantage that he has over Yuki, you know, or Checo, anyone, the rest of the field in general, it's that he's got this mental advantage that he's got nothing to lose. He only has something to gain. You know, Yuki might be gripping the steering wheel a little bit too tight because now he's got a new teammate alongside him. In the same machinery, despite how bad it is, that I think, like I said in my quick pit, is, is there to test where Yuki's at. That was the whole point of 100%. the video that I made, was that I think it's a whole lot less about Nick DeVries' performance. I think that they're using this to see where Yuki's at and if they want to stick with him long-term for a potential seat in the future. Uh, I don't think, okay. you know, it, it's giving Daniel an incentive to possibly have a shot at the Red Bull seat in 2025 but I don't think he's a better option than Sergio Perez, and he's definitely not a better option for drivers that are going to be available at that time. So I think they're using this just to test Yuki. So I think Yuki might have a little little bit more scrutiny uh, under him going into this weekend and the rest of the season, so that might cause uh, a little bit of disruption in the way that he drives or give him, you know, a little bit of fire under his ass. But I think Daniel is definitely going to have some fire under his ass, but he's also going to have a rude awakening because that car is a tractor.
1: Yeah, 100%. I you know, like you were just saying I I'm going to be watching Yuki now cuz the yeah. pressure's going to be on for him and so I want to see how he's going to do. Uh he's kind of had it easy uh past, you know. Oh yeah. Little uh, you know, little stint so I, you know, I want to see him uh, you know. I think put yeah, put himself to the test a little bit.
0: Yeah, the F1 world, I think, is going to be watching Yuki a little bit more because, yeah, like you said, he had it easy because everybody was looking at Nick DeVries, this you know F2 Formula E champion who came to this team in pretty phenomenal fashion, emergency uh, reserve driver twice, showed up at Monza, did a great job there. That's kind of how he got his drive, and now he's out. Uh, so everybody's going to be looking at Yuki going, all right, well. What do you got, kid?
1: So how how do you feel? Checo's going to do this weekend? Is going to be is he going uh, to make it into Q three? Oh God! I mean, I
0: predicted last in the last race that he was going to make it into Q three, and in phenomenal, he finds a new way to not make it every single week. You
1: know, yeah. I don't know what the forecast is this weekend. Do you? uh slight chance of rain on saturday god damn or or the yeah at least the higher potential for rain is on saturday uh as opposed to i that's that's bad news
0: for Checo because i think he's shown that he he is not qualifying well in the wet
1: no um odds are he makes it into q3 right Odds are, yeah, like, percentage-wise, like, he's he's probably going to get through. Like, if you looked at the numbers, statistically, he has a higher chance of getting through now. But, uh, I don't know, you know, with the Daniel on the grid, maybe that's extra pressure that he's going to, you know, fold under. I, I don't know. I, I don't think so. I think he'll get it out of his system yeah. eventually. It could be this weekend. Um, this is kind of a track that I think might be good for him, uh, a little tighter. Um
0: you know, so theoretically, he should have no pressure from Daniel Ricciardo. He really shouldn't. I Ooh. think Daniel Ricciardo isn't as good of a driver as Sergio Perez, uh, at least not at this stage in their careers. Maybe at, at the sure, height of Daniel's yeah. career, he was he was better, but he's he's fallen off a little bit. He's been through the ringer of too many different cars. He hasn't found you know a stable car that yes, suits but the his drive. the
1: the concept that they're examining Daniel to take his seat potentially in 2025 is very real. So, you know, that's I just think. something that's going to be on Checo's mind.
0: It, it's going to so. be on Checo's mind a little bit, but I don't think that yeah. they're actually evaluating Daniel Ricardo to take that seat. I think what they did was dangle a carrot in front of Daniel's face and go, I mean, Hey, they, you know, this they could they be an option. Said,
1: I mean, that's what Horner said, That based, like that's what Dan- Daniel's mentality is exactly. in that's, taking the seat. So. That's
0: Daniel's mentality going into this is, well, you know, I only want to do this because he said it himself. He only wants to get back on the grid if he's got a chance to be in a competitive car. That competitive car is the RB20 or the RB21 or RB20B, whatever they end up calling it. But I think what they really did was they dangled a carrot in front of his face and they go, hey, you know, maybe this is a chance. You said you did want to be in a competitive car. Well, we've got one up the road for you, potentially. Or just, you know, they listen to him and they go, yeah, 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 like you said. But really, they're using him as, as numbers. They're using him as data analysis.
1: Mm, I don't know. I don't, I don't think that they would put him in that seat if they weren't actually considering ch- testing him. So, I don't know.
0: Potentially, but it's not I don't see it being any sort of a long-term option. You know, they've already done this with him. They've already done this. If they want if they want somebody new in that seat, I think all the rumors that we've heard these past few weeks with Charles Leclerc, Lando Norris and the likes, you know, once their contracts are up or or the option of a buyout. I think those are more viable options. Which I don't even yeah. think the Charles Leclerc option is a real thing.
1: Big rumors that uh, about that, but Yeah. How uh how well do you think uh, McLaren's going to be able to keep up momentum this weekend?
0: Huh. <sighs> That's a good question. Um, everything I've heard from other pundits in, in the zeitgeist of F1 say that they expect them to fall off a little bit, uh, but of the track in Hungary, that we can expect them to lose a little bit of time. I hope not. You know, I hope they uh, are able to keep that speed. But I, if they fell off a little bit, just because they are still getting used to this car and this isn't the quickest track, I could see that happening. And I think that Aston Martin might see a little bit of a comeback
1: yeah i I would love to see that honestly uh fernando had said that um you know they're going to be only podiums from uh what race was that uh um, from great britain on out great no it was before that but anyways um you know so i'd love to see him back say that again well he already missed that i know so uh but i'd love to see him get back into into form um my fantasy team could really use it. Uh, yeah, same.
0: I need to stretch uh, out my lead a little bit more.
1: Yeah, so uh, there's going to be a new qualifying format this weekend, so I'm curious yeah. how that's going to come there's into play. There's
0: going to be a, a, a different tire regulation for every single um, round, right?
1: Yeah. yeah, so Q1 will be hards, Q2s, mediums, Q3s, softs. So I, I don't know how this is going to play out, um, and it should be interesting, but... Um, yeah. And I mean anything to shake it up. Everything
0: seemed all their all their shake up ideas have seemed to work in the past few weeks, so I'm down with it.
1: Cool. Uh you want to do some bold predictions? Yeah. Okay. I uh I'll, I just started off. So this weekend and this track I think is going to be well suited for the Mercedes. So I'm feeling oh. I like another Lewis Hamilton podium in the works. I could see that. I definitely
0: can see that.
1: Okay.
0: He's he's out driving George Russell. George seems to be slipping back. So, yeah. And uh, they've they've gotten their shit dialed in. Red Bull is bringing an upgrade package, right?
1: Yeah, there should be some new side pods. So, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what that's going to be. I feel like it's going to be just a small change, if anything. It won't be too drastic. But it would be very funny for them to come out with some... Straight uh, you know, zero side pods. Side pod uh, list and the cities
0: is just looking at them with their jaws dropped. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder though that's a risky thing to go side pods when your side pods have basically been perfect all season. You know, everybody it, else I is mean, copying that design.
1: Yeah, but there's there's always ways to uh tweak and improve things. So yeah. I'm gonna say because of the uh the
0: upgrades that Red Bull's bringing, Should they get it right, I'm going to go with a Red Bull 1-2 on race day.
1: Ooh, interesting.
0: Okay. I think Checo gets back into form. Uh, I think he'll qualify up there. And yeah. You know what? Okay. Do you already have your second?
1: Yeah, I was going to say Checo through to Q3. I think he's going to break the streak. And, uh, you know, he's going to bring it home. I'm going to say Checo pole
0: position. Say that again. I'm gonna say Checo pole position.
1: Oof. Oof. Okay. Fuck it. Why not? Yeah, why not? Could be his weekend. Viva. Uh, my third one, I was gonna say we're gonna see McLaren back in top five. I, I like think, that. Uh, e- even though it may not be well suited for this track this weekend, I think they're gonna do well. Probably see Lando up there uh in fi- uh you know, around uh fifth place or so. So uh okay. Feeling feeling good good about them. I am
0: gonna say for my final, I'm gonna say both Williams out of the points. Both of them? Yeah, I I don't think that their car is gonna be suited for this track.
1: Yeah, they uh, they really take advantage of the um, straightaways and yeah. their the top speed ability. I think they're gonna struggle. But, uh, here. There's not much of that this weekend. So um yeah, they will definitely struggle.
0: Yeah. Uh breaking news. A story just came out. Nick DeVries has spoken for the first time.
1: Oh wow. Yeah. First time ever.
0: Uh no, I think he probably did that when he was like one or two. Okay. But since he since he lost his seat, he admits that it hurts as he speaks out for the first time. He said a short note from me. After recent events, I decided to take some time for myself away from social media, which I will continue to do. I would like to thank Red Bull and Scuderia Alfatari for the opportunity to live my dream. Of course, it hurts that that the F1 chance I dreamed of for so long ended prematurely, but life is not a destination, it's a journey. And sometimes you have to take the hard road to get where you want to be. I'm grateful for our privileged lives, proud of our journey, and my family. This is just another experience. We move on to the next chapter. We move... I stopped reading and was just assuming we move on and look forward to the next chapter. Thank you, everyone, for your kind words of encouragement and messages the past week. It's been heartwarming to feel your support. Maybe he'll go get his business degree.
1: Hey, well, cheers, Nick. Uh, you made me proud. I was rooting for you all the way, and uh, I hope uh, I hope we see you back in the driver's seat someday. We'll never get that all-Dutch lineup. Hey, well, uh, what do you say we wrap it?
0: Let's do it. Uh, you want to recap our uh, bold predictions before we head out?
1: Sure. So uh, you uh, you were predicting that the Red Bulls would lock out one and two, Checo would get pole, and both Williams will be out of the points. Um, I'm hoping for a Lewis Hamilton podium, Checo through to Q3, and a McLaren back in on the top five. Bada bing. Uh, and uh, we're going into this weekend with one point lead for me. So we'll see if I can hold on to this. Um, I don't know. I, I think uh, I think it's going to be close. Yeah, I got a Checo heavy weekend. So I
0: really, 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 really need you to dial that shit in, Sergio. Thank you. Yeah, please. All right, guys. This has been the inter pre-Hungary edition. We will see you guys post-race early next week. Peace. Ciao.
1: Nope.